All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Dallas Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Ben Seibel, and we got the whole crew together today. I'm joined by Jay in the building, Bonnie. And oh, yo. He just uh, bowed. <laughs> in case you didn't see that. <laughs> they, felt <laughs> they, it. they felt it. They felt, they it felt the, the bow. They're like, whoa, oh, is that? Um, and then I'm also rejoined by the illustrious goon, Andrew Bennett. Good to be back. Good to be back with you guys. And we're not the only thing that's back. The NBA is on the return, and we are super, super excited. Uh, uh, we were waiting for this update for a while, um, and the Woj bond has dropped, and officially the NBA is coming back uh, December 22nd. But in the meantime, we have the uh, NBA draft to look forward to on November 18th, and uh, even before that, uh, November 16th, we've got the uh, the period where NBA teams can trade with each other and kind of uh, just get their lineup situated before they enter the draft. It's really exciting time for NBA fans um, as we kind of speculate where all these players will go. As we mentioned before, we're a Mavs podcast, so we're just trying to figure out how we can build a better team around Luka, whether that is through trade or the draft or free agency. Um, so guys, I'm just going to throw this one up to you and kind of see if there's a certain player that you guys have been eyeing, whether it's you've seen him in the playoffs or you've seen him on, on, uh, another team that maybe wasn't in the bubble. Um, who do you think the match should target? Um, guess I'll jump in. Um, I think we should get, um, a plug and play type guy. Uh, I think we could get a, a third star. I think that's, you know, possible. There are a few guys. Guys like DeMar DeRozan, who's got his option. I think he would be a, a, a really solid third star. You know, he's decent on both sides of the ball. Um, really, though, I kind of like uh, – I like Otto Porter from the Chicago Bulls. That's um, that's a name I've been hearing tossed around. I like Otto Porter. I like Buddy Heald. And I kind of like Miles Turner as well. Uh, I, I know – I think those are different names than what you came up with, Ben. Yeah. But – I guess for me, I'm sort of prioritizing the defensive side because, you know, as we saw, like our offense was just off the chain pretty much all season, even into the playoffs. We were just running it up every game. Um, what's concerning for the Mavericks to me is the defense and just the, um, the length and how tough we are on defense. So like a guy like Miles Turner, you know, he's, he's long, getting rebounds. Um, we, you know, I, I think we kind of need a center. Um, I think that's another thing we might be able to draft, too, as a center. I'd be cool with that. But I'm sort of prioritizing defense. And that's why I like Otto Porter and Buddy Heald. Like, they're both – I think they'd, they'd both be assets on offense. You know, if Luka controlling the, the floor and everything, he could dish it out to these guys and they'll, they'll, they're scorers. But they're also strong on the defensive side of the ball, too. So, like, that's who I'm thinking right now. Otto okay. Porter from the Bulls, Miles Turner, Indiana Pacers. It, Oladipo kind of scares me from the Pacers because, you know, he's got injury <clears throat> troubles and all that. Um, I think if we were to get someone from the Pacers, if we were to work with them, maybe looking at somebody else would be a better option. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like the idea of Miles Turner. I've, I've liked, I've loved him ever since he came out of UT. Um, and he's an, he's, he's both a solid option at like the four or five. And I think for me, the way I look at this is like, we have a pretty well constructed team as is, um, you know, like it most efficient offense in the NBA, uh, had some, had some defensive struggles at times. Um, but like the individual pieces and so like Maxi Kleba has really stepped up on the defensive end. Dory Anthony Smith has been kind of our go-to three and D guy. Um, like those kind of role guys have really like upped the ante a little bit, but I think we all know Dodo and Maxi, Dwight Powell, um, are not necessarily the most talented guys in the like like they are they are role guys they know their job they do it really well and with Luca on the court it's kind of maximized their potential um so essentially like how do we get more talented guys in the building like how do we increase the like ceiling of this team by boosting the talent level um I like the idea of um of Miles Turner. I think he improves like the overall talent level of this team. Um, there's been some rumors, some, I mean, we've talked about this ever since like back in like March or April, there was like, Oh, it's trouble in paradise in Utah, which like not to say that Utah is necessarily paradise, but Rudy Gobert has been slipped out as like a possible trade uh, option. I think that solves your defensive problems. It solves your problems at the four or the five. Um, Rudy Gobert is also still 28 years old, so he's not doesn't have a whole lot of mileage on those legs. Um, I'm a big um, like if you can get a defensive anchor, the best season of, in, the Ma- in Mavericks history is one in which we had a bona fide defensive anchor in Tyson Chandler. Um, uh, let's see, um, who else? Who else do we have? I like. I like the idea of Jeremy Grant. He's a little bit of a smaller, more like three and D type player. Um, and it depends. And I think potentially improves on our overall talent level without breaking the bank, without going like way out there. Um, I, I don't know about DeRozan. I feel, I mean, Ben, you might be able to talk more about, because uh, I know you, you mentioned DeRozan earlier. Do we think the Spurs are in, are looking at like kind of blowing it up, especially and sending like talent to like a division rival. Like, is that, is that on the table even? I, I know OKC are... is trying to just like dump everything. Um, <laughs> I like, I like Dennis Schrader as well as like a potential pickup. He's young. He's, he has the potential as a three D guy, another facilitator next to Luca. Um, and also improves our overall talent level. Also, another dude from uh, from Europe. From Germany. <laughs> uh, another guy on our team. Uh, yeah, we can have Ger- Germany, Slovenia, and Latvia all represented in our starting lineup um, right off the bat. Um, so those are some of the guys that I'm uh, – Schroeder, Gobert, another another European. Um, again, I like the idea of Miles Turner uh, – from UJ, I hadn't he hadn't been on my radar as like someone that we could potentially kind of nab, but yeah, yeah nice, I think, nice. 
I think uh, like with with Schroeder, I I, I, <laughs> I randomly thought about like the the Mavs game that you and I went to, Jay, and when we were playing the Hawks, and like Schroeder just like took picked us apart. Like it was yeah. He put on a show. Probably had one of his best career games with the Hawks. <clears throat> um, and I've always liked his his like his passion, his fire, um, he, his defensive effort that he puts out also and last year with the thunder like he, he has was... some he has some goon qualities he oh has my some gosh goon yeah. qualities that's yeah. another bonus <clears throat> and i think that um he's he's very flexible as far as like he's been a starter for you know albeit a, a, a cruddy hawks team but then he's also been like the backup for like a really good thunder team so i can see rick like playing with him uh, in the sense of like Hey, like let's start tonight, but you know tomorrow against whatever team, like you're you're coming off the bench because we need your your energy or your size or whatever. Um, so I know that we have a lot of good guards in in Jalen uh, Jalen Brunson and Seth Curry and um, you know JJ Barea, but like he's the guard I would go out of my way for just because I think like he is so flexible and he brings so much to the table. Um, so he's probably like one of my more favorite. Um, you know, if we were to, you know, pursue a guard, he'd probably be one of my favorites. Plus, like, he, like, let's say that he, he could be, like, a good rental in, in the sense of, like, you know, his, he has a one-year contract or an expiring contract, I think. So, like, let's say he does really well. Like, you know, we can offer him something after we have, like, a big free agent lockdown. And, it's like, hey, I want to be a part of Dallas's winning, you know, culture. And he already kind of helped build that, ideally. Um, he's also probably a, a far more talented version of DeLon Wright. Like <laughs> he's, he's a more talented, uh, yeah, more talented version of like, you'll actually get what you were hoping for from DeLon Wright. You'll actually get that from Dennis Schrader. Yeah. Like when we were trying to put DeLon Wright in the starting lineup to be that defensive guard that can penetrate, like Dennis Schroeder can penetrate, but also be a really good playmaker and create for himself. So Luca doesn't have to, you know, carry the offense by himself. Um, so I think if we do find a guard, it needs to check that box of being like a really good playmaker. Um, and I, I'm wondering what, uh, how much, you, how much would you guys be willing to give up for, like a Dennis Schroeder? Do you think it'd be like uh, maybe, a, like Justin Jackson, um, Delon Wright? And maybe the 18th pick, or is that? I think I think you're gonna have to give up both picks. Oh, you think so? I think I think any trade package for like for any meaningful trade package, like let's say you're going after Schroeder or you're going yeah. after Drew mm-hmm. Holiday or Miles Turner or Jeremy Grant is a free agent pickup, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, um, or a Rudy Gobert. I think you're packaging both picks with. Uh, like maybe you can dump like because Delon Wright is a is a like average like replacement player, but his contract also isn't that great. So like Delon Wright is kind of a net drag on whatever trade package I think you're sending somewhere else. Um, I think it would have timeline like, is different. Like so like the Thunder's new timeline mm-hmm. is like hey we're we're gonna take like three or four years to be good again. Yeah. So maybe they don't care as much. <clears throat> I think any package includes both picks and probably Jalen Brunson. Oh no. I think yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, Schroeder, yeah, he's like a DeLon Wright, but he's also kind of a um, 
kind of a Jalen Brunson type player as well, you know, kind of a spark plug off the bench. You know, he was a six, mm-hmm. six man of the year candidate last year. Yeah, you I should have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, kind of like, um, I don't know. I feel like he's a battle ready, a battle war ready um, Brunson. Yeah, so I will say fun. like Brunson is probably the player that I would miss the most or that would hurt me the most to lose just, and not, not even on from like a production standpoint, just from like, I, I like the dude as a player and as a guy and just like as a leader off the bench. And just, I feel like he has a winning, he know he like, he, he has a winning pedigree essentially like having a guy on that team, regardless of his production is always a is always a bonus. But if we're replacing him with a guy like Dennis Schroeder, or even a Drew, a Drew Holiday, like it, I don't feel as bad. It doesn't hurt as much to lose him if we're picking up a guy like that because you're not losing any, you're not losing any bench or guard production in that scenario. If you're, if especially if you're still holding on to Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway, and Delon didn't even play in the playoffs, so we, no, he would not no. be missed at all. No, <laughs> now, no, 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 no. If you pick up a guy like Dennis Schroeder, are you still trying to hang on to Trey Burke? I think are you still so. trying to are you still trying to sign resign? He could Trey go. Burke? He could go. He could I go mean, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't. I love like, Trey Burke, but he could go. <laughs> but like Jalen Brunson, like got in essentially might may have gotten replaced by Trey Burke with how he played in the playoffs, right? So like, if Delon Wright is your uh, Delon Wright, if uh, Dennis Schroeder is your new starter, then we need somebody to be that you know. Ca- captain on the floor in general on the court right so then you still have Jalen Brunson plus whoever's in the bench unit mm-hmm. plus plus Courtney Lee am I I mean why did I say Courtney Lee oh my gosh I'm getting all our guards mixed up we have too many guards to keep up with <laughs> uh, I can I can see Trey leading our bench with Jalen Brunson but I can I can also hear the argument that they might get in each other's way so it just yeah. depends on what the Mavs, how the Mavs see that. Yeah, and that also, with holding on to Jalen, Seth Curry, and Trey Burke, you start to run out of minutes off the bench. And, like, your bench lineup's like, yeah, small ball is the, is the thing to do now. That is extremely small ball. <laughs> uh, having yep. those three guys be your guards uh, – and one of one of them's going to play the three, and that's near, like if they're all coming off the bench, that is an extremely small ball lineup. Uh, but again, I wouldn't put it past like er, there were times or last season where Jalen Brunson started, and like he fit in perfectly well as like that extra creator, you know, um, next to Luca. Here, here's a question that I I, I want to get y'all's opinion on here. So we we. Uh, Brad Townsend dropped a uh, Townsend Torpedo trademark pending. Um, Hashtag Townsend Torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially, like a little over a week ago, the Mavericks kind of let slip through the grapevine. Like anything is on the table except for Luca and KP. Mm-hmm. Anything. Like we are in <laughs> green means go. Like let's like anything at all. And I want to ask you guys, what is the one extra player that you would add to that? Like a current Mavericks player or is there anybody, is there anybody for you guys that's a no-go or are you in the same boat as like, as Mark Cuban 
and Donnie Nelson where you're like, yeah, like every, everyone else is on the table? Or is there anyone on our lineup currently that you are like, no, I can't. I Like they fit too well with this, with what we're doing. Or losing them loses a certain amount of depth to our lineup. Is there anybody um, like that? I like Seth Curry, actually, I'm thinking. Just because, um, I mean, coming off, like, we could have him come off the bench. He's, you know, when we, um, if he comes in, like, in the middle of the half or something, or the middle of the quarter or something like that, he automatically, you know, gets the juices going. He can shoot. He's got Curry's blood in him. You know, he's like, he's got, he's got, he's got the recipe in, in there. You know what I mean? Like, however he's learned, he is. He learned from the chef. He learned oh, from the, yeah. He learned from Chef Curry. Yeah, so I mean, I like Seth Curry. Really though, like all like at the end of the day, all of them can go. But I kind of like Seth Curry. I do I like Jalen Brunson too, because he's a champion and you know, all those things you said about him earlier. His winning qualities, yeah. Yeah. I think um this is kind of if you it, one way to look at this question is like the discussion we had before last season, like who's the Mavs third best player? That's kind of what we're asking right now. Yeah, and third best player or 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 I again like the X factor versus third best player discussion that yeah. we've, we've had continuously. I think I, I I remember I said Seth Curry, and then you said uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. would be third best, and then mm-hmm. you said and then Jay said Boban would be <laughs> Jay Jay. We're gonna if we if can we trade Boban if it gets us Miles Untradeable. Turner if it gets us Dennis Schroeder. Ooh. That's, y'all know how hard that's gonna be, man. I, I mean, think it's. It, I think it's a possibility. I think it's just sure. a distinct possibility. And honestly, I think the lo- honestly, the lo- Boban's kind of an asset too. Like he looks good on a lot of rosters. I think even you know even if he is a few minutes a game, Chad over you know you. You gotta know like, how to use him too. Like I think it, with the wrong coaching staff, he's just on the buried. Yeah, but I think like. What's what's funny is the longer we keep Boban, the better chance we have like Keanu Reeves being courtside at the at a game. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of clout. That's a lot of clout coming. That might be NBA championship roster, Keanu Reeves courtside. Like, hmm, which which one do we want? <laughs> I'm just saying he's got he got the hookup. What I guess what to my 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 answer to that question is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I think has proven himself to be the third option, um, and he's done. And he, you know, he has me second guessing whether we should go after Oladipo because Tim Hardaway doesn't have the injury history. He would get he would be cheaper than Oladipo, and you know he's just proven himself to be that guy this year. Um, so like keeping him on the roster leaves us more flexibility to build the team. Uh, so I think. Tim Hardaway is probably my choice as the one I wouldn't want to trade. Um, unless See, I, you get, like, that next yeah. level above him, you know, type player. A Bradley Beal type player. Yeah. yeah. See, I that point about flexibility is why I lean towards Seth Curry. Like, I think Tim Hardaway has developed into our third option. But Seth Curry is a steal. He is on – he is on, like – the most team-friendly contract right now. Um, You could say the same thing for Jalen and Dodo, 
and Maxi being on extremely team, which makes them good trade assets. But if we're like if we're if we're potentially gonna sign someone like sign someone like Giannis next summer, having like Tim Hardaway Jr.'s seventeen million a year is not gonna is not is not helping us when it comes to like cap flexibility. Um, so I actually I almost like I want to hang on to one of those guys where I know like Tim Hardaway is shooting forty percent clip from three point range. Like Seth Curry is shooting a forty percent or a thirty nine percent clip. Like I want to keep one of those guys, mm-hmm. but I think I give the edge to Seth because his contract is so um, is so team friendly. Yeah, and the Mavs um, set it up that way. I think like they extended his contract beyond 2021 just because they like believe in him um I think that the Tim Hardaway like kind of took Seth's playing time because he stepped up in such a way played great like played pretty good defense and then still shot lights out took the right shots so yeah I think that ideally we'd love to keep both but I wouldn't be surprised if we had to you know send one out just to make more room yeah but okay all good answers. <laughs> so, uh, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say I, I'm a little surprised y'all aren't as high on DeMar DeRozan. Not that I'm, like, really wanting DeMar DeRozan. Um, I, don't, I don't think the divisional rival thing is, is too much of a factor. I think, I think the Spurs and the Mavs are in different places right now, you know. Like, yeah. Spurs are kind of, you know, they're kind of – they got some choices to make. And they have some basketball to play before they could like really decide where they where they want to go. And um, I think we haven't seen Demar Derozan play with playing a role like this. I think he's always been sort of a second option. I think people sort of overrate him. They think you know they think he's a second guy. I sort of think he could be a third option. And that you know I, I think he'd be a great third option. And he's better on defense than Gallinari. I mean, I'll, you know, although he's more expensive and everything. Um, I think that would be a great pickup for the Mavs. Um, hope, hopefully more people, you know, I'd be happy to see more buzz about us getting him. But, yeah, just thought yeah, I'd throw a little. I li- yeah, little. I, I like DeRozan as a player, and I think um, he, the way that he attacks the paint in the mid-range is, is, is amazing. Um, I think part of what the Mavs might hesitate on is his, his three-point percentage isn't as strong as they would like it. Um, and that's like part of why their offense clicked at such a high rate, so everybody could shoot threes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think like just the playmaking aspect, I think is my biggest like thing that I'm excited about. Um, plus, he's on an expiring contract, so we could just like you know build his stock for like a year, and then he can you know move on to another place, or like hey maybe he fits in perfectly because he is that second playmaker, and then you know we we like settle in on a team-friendly deal um but yeah I think of of the of the two big guys that they have in, in Aldridge and, and DeRozan down in San Antonio I'm leaning towards DeRozan I'm just because it's hard to tell what the Spurs are going to do because I feel like they keep a lot of things like close to the chest and you don't know until it happens um <laughs> yeah. but you know we don't know if Pop's on the way out that I feel like that has a big big part of you know how hard they're going to try to make the team good um, but I feel like they have to see the, the writing on the wall as I look at my Spurs in life. Yeah, I mean Aldridge, their their second best player is thirty five, 
Um, yeah, they're kind of, I, you know what? It's, <laughs> can, uh, Lauren can't hear me say this, right? No. Oh. Okay. The, the Spurs are kind of in the position the Mavs were in like five or six years ago or four or five years ago in which like aging team just good enough to like compete for the eighth seed, but not going to do anything else. <laughs> and you're kind of stuck between like, do we try and build around an aging star in LaMarcus Aldridge? Or do we try to build around, uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan? Do we try to like make these pieces work and try and increase it? Or do we just like slip off into the twilight and maybe draft like our Luka Doncic? Uh, and it's fun. I mean, all sports is cyclical, uh, but it's funny to see the Spurs be in the position that the Mavs languished in for three or four seasons. Uh, sorry, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> but not sorry. Sucks to suck. The time is now. <laughs> Enjoy your time in the past, Spurs fans. It's over. Oh, a good run. Y'all had a good run. Yeah. It's uh, I I think they have to kind of like like you said like they've got the older stars and then what's sad is like for the first time in, in like the past five years their draft picks have not hit like they they normally like you know find those hidden gems or they find like the ones that you know but they they haven't it hasn't clicked and um not even all the Spurs fundamentals well they had they had a uh, Deontay Murray had some injury trouble. Uh, Lonnie Walker Jonathan injury. Isaacs, like, ended up, yeah, Lonnie Walker got uh, – uh, did they have – was Jonathan Isaacs on their team? That's the magic. Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, they've, had some, they've had some injury trouble and, like, some of their guys – I mean, Kawhi Leonard demanded a trade early. I mean, uh, which that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like they've been able to build it. They just haven't been able to hang on to it. Like, they haven't – um, which, you know, like they only held on to it for like 20 seasons. Like, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, like, I, that's why I like don't feel too bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, real um, quick. Uh, well, sorry, what were you saying? No, no, go for it. Go for it. So as far as the, the, the other big rumor that's been talked about lately is uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are listening to offers on Drew Holiday. And obviously the Mavs are very much interested because, I mean, Drew Holiday kind of checks every, almost every single box that the Mavs are looking for. Uh, one of the best playing makers, great defender. Total goon. Total goon. <laughs> the dream. Uh, he's a great defender, gets in the paint. Like he's, he checks, he's like a vet so he can bring in that maturity to the lineup that Luka needs. Um, uh it's what do, what do you guys think do you think we get we have enough to, to get him or, or even get the pelicans interested um what's what do y'all think i don't think we have enough to get him man i think like other teams just have better assets and um i feel the same way about bradley beal i feel the same way about a lot of the other guys that are up for up for uh, free agency man it's just i feel like we get a plug and play guy we might be able to pull off a third star um I, I, I'm not sure if Drew Holiday is that man. He's he's just so valuable. He's clutch too. He had um, I forgot who they they had a really good playoff series a few years ago against where the they should not yeah against the player where they should not have played as well as they did. 
And it was all because of Drew Holiday. So, like, having a clutch playoff guy as well, like, I mean, you, you got you to love Drew. So, I'm a little concerned that the Mavs, just how we are as an organization, I feel like we won't be able to pull that off. Um, I, I've, I've been, you know, trying not to get my hopes up with Drew Holiday. <laughs> but I would, I would love that, man. I think that would be huge for us. I think he's third star caliber. I think he's solid all, all around, you know. That would be incredible. And he's like the – he's one so of the here's few a stars. Yeah. Sorry, what? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Ben. He's one of the few uh, stars that – he's, he's one of the few stars I would – because, like, he's he's on an expiring contract also. So, he would play, like, next year um, and then hit free agency again. Um, I think me and Jay talked about this a little bit mm. as far as, like, hey, we could sell him on the organization. We can give him, like, the Mav experience for a year, what it means to be a part of our culture – as opposed to uh, like sitting down with Giannis and, and hoping that we can convince him in, in you know, one meeting. Um, I feel like the way that he fits seamlessly into our system and we get to kind of have that extra, you know, time to sell him on us as an organization. I, I think that would, that'd be so cool if we could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, how much do you think the Pelicans are looking to blow up here? Cause they're looking to get rid of, they're potentially shopping, Drew Holiday, right? I, I like, I like the the move for Drew Holiday, like certified goon, hundred uh, percent. Um, gives you that second creator, gives you a tenacious defender, gives you a veteran presence in the backcourt. I I do think we have enough pieces. Again, I think it's going to take both of our draft picks this season, and probably Jalen and potentially an additional player or like. Uh, either Jalen or Dodo or Maxi or like an additional sweetener. Um, I like the move for Drew. I would also love if they throw in JJ Redick, I'd throw in a little bit extra on our end. Uh, if we can get Drew and JJ Redick, like, yeah, sign me up. Like I'll take it. Uh, I would, I would send Maxi, Jalen, Dwight, Delon, like I would send our it, almost our the team <laughs> almost our entire bench. Uh, I'd be willing to send it if we can get Holiday and Reddick. Um, I think I think we've learned from OKC and the Clippers that you don't send six players for one. Uh, mm-hmm. Like not not a great not a great plan not a great idea. So if we do have to like send out four or five different assets. Um, I, I want to get, I want JJ Redick or at least I don't even know enough about the rest of the Pelicans roster to try and figure out um, how many, um, what the rest of their lineup looks like. But I, I think like JJ Redick also fits really well. I think uh, like, I think JJ Redick and, and uh, Drew fit our timeline better as far as like, you know, they're, they're in their thirties, but they, they also have like the veteran winning experience. They can bring that to our team. That'd be awesome. But I feel like if you're the Pelicans, you had your best shot to make the playoffs last year when you had the easiest schedule remaining uh, once the bubble started and you, you messed it up. Now we've got, you know, the Warriors are coming back, you know, the Suns look better than they did, you know? So if you're the Pelicans, you have to think like, there's no way we're making the playoffs, especially if we're playing nothing but, 
uh, you know, division games, you know, I don't know. I just, I just feel like the Pelicans also see the writing on the wall and like, Hey, look, we're not going to be able to be competitive the next couple of years. So let's just like see if we can collect graphics, collect young players. Um, that's what I'm afraid of is that like our, our packages don't have the youngest players and they don't have, we don't have a lot of draft picks left to send, you know, cause we send a lot of them in the KP trade. So I feel like we would have to get a third team involved if this were to work. Uh, but man, it would just be so perfect if we could find it, find a way to. If, if we get <laughs> Drew Holiday and Reddick, then we're ready. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's like, we're like championship or bust, you know what I mean? That's it. Uh, Some other potential guys on their roster. Um, You've got Josh Hart. uh, uh, Derek Favors, uh, also certified goon status. Um, (laughs) I would take I would take Derek Favors and Drew Holiday and send uh, half of our bench uh, for sure with draft picks. Um, Other than that, I'm pretty. I mean, Brandon Ingram is going to be off the table. Uh, Lonzo Ball, no, don't want him. Don't, don't need him. Don't touch, don't touch Lonzo Ball with a thirty-foot pole. Uh, so yeah, like it's Drew, JJ, and Derek Favors for me. Like those are the players that if they're looking to blow it up, I'll take them. I'd be willing up to roll up the whole, you know, the whole cart. Like, all right, take your pick. Who do you want? <laughs> Which feels so, which feels so wrong to say, because like, I love every single one of our guys on our team, like to a man, like Jalen, Dodo, Maxi, Tim, Seth, um, Boban, like all of them. I'm like, damn. Except, okay, I take that back. Delon Wright can go. Um, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shed any tears over Delon Wright, but still, yeah. Um, so it's exciting times in Madison where we have we're, we're a uh, a sought after destination because of our boy Luca and KP. Um, so I'm curious on on how this all shakes out with trades and then the draft and then free agency. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm really excited on all these options that we have ways to build around Luca. I'm curious. I'm curious if you, I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm curious if you guys are feeling the same kind of way or if this just me being like anxious and like stressed. Uh, But it feels like we're heading into the season where the Mavericks are positioned at like the center of so many possibilities. Like we could get Drew Holiday. We could get Rudy Gobert. We could enter the Giannis sweepstakes after this season. Like, there are so many options available that it's kind of like the the illusion of choice or, like, the, the paradox of choice where you get so many choices and it's it's a little it's, – it's overwhelming. And so it's like, I can't, I can't decide. Like, there's too many options. You open up DoorDash and there's too many places to go eat. Uh, but – couple that with like I am I am extremely excited and, and optimistic like you were mentioning Ben and I'm to, let me know if I'm losing you guys here with this but with Luca and with KP all of the options are good all of, like I mean unless we unless we trade for I don't know like uh 
Trade John Rondo. Trade, yeah, if, unless we trade for Rajon like a bunch of bums, like all of the options are good. Like unless we trade, yeah, unless we trade away for like if we pull another Lamar Odom trade or another Lamar Odom sign, like all of the options are good. So it's, so it's this, it's this constant battle of like, okay, which of the options are good and which of the options are like the, the move. Like that it's, it's not just like, cause we're going to be good regardless. It's like, which one of these is the move and that's the pressure. Uh, and I think the anxiety that I'm feeling um, like it's a, it's an exciting place to be. It's the best position we've been in in a very long time, but it's also uh, a little overwhelming. It makes me, it's like, man, like that would be a great move, but is it, is it the move? Is it, <laughs> Is it like, is this the roster that gets us to a championship? Um, I just, I just wanted to express that and like, see if you guys are feeling the same kind of way, or if it's like, let's go, like we're, we're at the casino, we're playing with house money. Let's just make it rain. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, where, where are you guys at? Definitely the latter. I feel like, I feel the same way. Like we could do, we have so many choices, but. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, but we're going to win. We're going to win. That's the thing. We have, we have the GOAT now. So really, <laughs> no matter what we do, um, I, I feel like there's success in our future, man. Like, obviously, you know, like, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't tell who's going to have some terrible injury or who's going to, you know, get in a fight with the coach. Or, you know, we can't. We can't. Some, some things, you know, there's breakage. Some things happen. So where it's just like, oh my gosh, that was such a bad move if only we knew. But like to me, there's no pressure because we're because we have such a we have the guy now. We have the guy that everyone wants. So whatever wherever we go, we're gonna win, I think. Not that we're gonna win a championship, but we're gonna we're gonna win the trade, I think. At least on paper at the time of making the decision. And you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I don't think there's a lot of like, there's not a lot of trades where we can make where we're like, oh man, we could have, you know, we could have done better than that. Oh man, we could have, oh, that was a bad idea. You know, I don't know if there's a lot of that going on because we have great assets. We have, you know, we have a solid team. You know, Mavs fans love all the guys that we got. Um, And, you know, they could all shoot, they could all play, they could all hoop. So like, I think the only situation where you feel bad or you feel like we missed an opportunity is if we is if we send maybe maybe too much. Well, I don't I don't know. Like again, it's it's like one of these things where it's like, yeah, like throw the whole the throw everything at this to get this player uh, if it makes us better. But then I also think like I don't want to look back on a trade we make, be like, man, like we really we really pulled the clippers here and we traded like but the like, whole bench, the whole future of the team. But how outside like, of when like you, an ex- when you yeah. think about it, we we <laughs> me and Andrew have had this discussion many times where we talk about like, well, we haven't been great at building through the draft, and we definitely swing out or strike out in free agency except, almost except for Luca, except, except for Luca. But again, Luca was and a draft Jaylen. night. Dra- Luca was a draft night trade, right? So we had to convince the Hawks to make that deal, right? Kristaps Porzingis was definitely a trade. So we, we rebuilt this, you know, uh, franchise through trades. So 
you know, free agency is, is like a crapshoot most of the time. You can't tell what most of these players are thinking. The draft is like, you know, literally a lottery. You Hopefully you get the right guy that you can build with and, you know, become a part of the, the roster. But tra- trades are more about like proven commodities that we have like acquired, you know, uh, whether it's Luca or KP. So, I, you know, I feel like there's like a trade that's under the radar that we haven't even thought of that our front office is like, all right, we, we already we already know what we're about to do. Like, let's just let's just get 11 six. You know, is it November 16th yet? Can we can we lock this down? I don't know. I'm excited either way. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like the stress of like, is this the move? Because of all of the the PTSD that I get from all the failed like free agency attempts or like the failed draft picks. And, like, my mm-hmm. my Spurs and wife is laughing at me now. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. She's in the past. She's living in the past. Okay. Her time is over. The Spurs time is done. Okay. She can laugh all she wants, but you know what? We're going to be laughing for the next 10 years. That's what I'm saying. She can enjoy, she can, she can enjoy her laugh now, you know, but we're going to be laughing going to the bank for, for the next decade. Yeah. But this has been Buckets and Beyond. Um, Thank you for listening. Again, check us out on uh, Instagram at Buckets and Beyond and Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Check you later. Deuces. Adios.